Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the Namaste podcast, a podcast dedicated to uplifting the soul and creating positive goal-oriented talk. What you're about to listen to is a podcast episode that I did via live stream on live.me. It is an app. You can go check it out. I do a lot of live streams on there. And it's a very interesting episode. So I wanted to make this week's episode about cognitive behavioral therapy. Now, the reason I decided I wanted to talk about this is because it's a form of therapy where you get to analyze your thoughts, see how your thoughts may be distorted, and you can come up with more balanced thoughts and ways of thinking so that you can so, sort of get on with your day. For people that struggle with major anxiety, social anxiety, depression, whatnot, this can be very helpful. And you know, I went to a CBT specialist and she helped give me all the tools on how to do it on my own. And generally, CBT is something that you can do on your own. But in this episode, in this podcast, I will talk to you all about that. And it's interesting because reflecting on this episode... One of the examples that I gave <laughs> when we were talking about CBT therapy, you'll hear in a few moments, is I gave the example that I tend to feel that I am not the most intelligent. Now, I know that that is something that I've been struggling with for a very long time. Growing up, I had a lot of incidences where people you know, made fun of me in that way. And I do stutter and jumble on my words a lot when I'm nervous. And it's so interesting because what I love about CBT, it it has helped me get to a point of awareness where I realized that I get nervous like a lot of people and I stutter and I jumble up my words when I'm nervous and it's a nervous tick and it doesn't mean that I'm any less intelligent. It means that that is something I do when I'm nervous. Some people are a little bit more... I don't know, a little bit more composed when they're nervous. I am not that person. Everyone can always tell when I'm nervous. Sometimes I can fake it, like in an acting audition. Usually I'm very good at faking it then. But generally when I'm talking about subjects that I don't know too much about, I get really nervous and I stutter and jumble. So it's funny that I use that as an example in this episode because that ends up what like ends up being the case. I end up stuttering and jumbling up my words a lot in this episode. So I think it's really funny. And I think it's kind of perfect that it happened because, you know, one of the things that I really want to get across in my podcast episodes is that I'm constantly trying to apply what we learn in these episodes to my own life. I'm constantly trying to give myself some self-love and working on myself. And so yeah, I just think it's important that everybody that listens in and tunes in know that we're all working on ourselves. Even people that I bring on the podcast that seem to be so successful, you know, top of their game, they're still working on themselves because that's a part of life. Just continuing to give yourself some self-love. There's always going to be something that we need to work on. There's always going to be a block in our way. There's just always going to be something. So 
keeping that in mind when you're tuning in and realizing that I'm here with you practicing all these things that we're talking about and trying to do my best to also give myself some self-love. So I thought it was pretty awesome that that ended up happening in the podcast, like reflecting on it later on and listening to it because obviously like during the podcast, as I'm talking about, you know, my stuttering and stumbling on words, I end up doing that a lot because, you know, I get triggered and I start, you know, getting really nervous. So funny enough, but again, I'm not a doctor and I want you all to know everyone that's listening that I'm just sharing with you exactly what I learned in my CBT sessions and take it from there. And whether you want to go see someone to do it one-on-one with a professional, that's awesome. Or you could do it on your own. Like I said, um, in the podcast, I'm going to tell you about a book that I'm really obsessed with that you can buy on your own and you can start practicing it on your own. But Regardless, just know that I'm not a doctor, so I cannot diagnose anybody or tell you what's right. I just know that this worked for me. This was a cool tool that really helps me when I start to get into that panic attack mode or start to feel really overwhelmed and anxious. And truly, it has been a great tool for my life. And a couple of my other friends that I have you know, suggested this to, they have also found it very effective. So I thought it would be great to share it with all of my listeners. So I hope that you get something out of this episode. And yeah, stay tuned. Here it is. All right. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Namaste podcast, a podcast dedicated to uplifting the soul and creating positive goal-oriented talk. So I am live on live.me. I haven't yet done a podcast live. So this is going to be interesting. I'm going to try to also answer comments live while I'm doing this. Uh, So I'm excited about that. We'll see how this goes. So um, yeah, today's topic that I kind of wanted to chat about. Well, first off, I should mention that I am by myself today. Usually I do have a guest. I have somebody hanging out with me that I'm talking to about goals and whatnot. Uh, But today I am by myself, all by myself my lonesome. Okay, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) Don't worry. I will not ruin your ears. (laughs) I can never ever sing normal when I'm on camera or when there's people listening to me. Like, I don't know what it is. I I just, I, I, I just feel like I need to be really bad in order to be entertaining. I feel like my commitment to comedy is way higher than my commitment to sounding good while singing. (laughs) That's really what it is. But anyways, welcome welcome back, guys. I am by myself today, so this is going to be quite different. I have done a few podcast episodes in the past where I'm chatting with you know you guys on my own, and we've talked about triggers and all kinds of things and um, ways to uplift your soul. We've we've uh, we've why can't I talk right now? I'm stuttering. This is what happens when you're by yourself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've done all kinds of sh- chats in the past with me by myself. And so yeah, I, today I have a very specific topic that I want to talk about because I, yeah, I've told a lot of people throughout, um, throughout time, throughout <laughs> my, I, I guess, well, what, what would I say? Yeah, I've, I've told a lot of people in the last while. Yeah, and I've told a lot of people via my um, live streams, um, via my Patreon. A lot of people just know that one of the things that helped me with my anxiety and depression would be when I studied 
CBT, so cognitive behavioral therapy. So I really wanted to make a podcast episode where I sort of chat with you guys about that, tell you all about it, what it's all about and how it can help you and how I just really truly feel that everyone should practice it, whether you struggle with anxiety or depression or anything. So um, hi, there's a whole bunch of people joining us in this chat. So I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to be posting this podcast episode, but uh, you know what? It's kind of fun that uh, it's live and it's this is a whole new stage for me. Like this is, yeah, this is a completely different feel than when I'm doing it one-on-one or when it's not live. And you can kind of edit it. Not that I edit it too much. I mean, I do tend to edit when I stutter because that's annoying. Hi, Mike. What's going on, Mr. America? Uh, Lindsay's in the house. Happy jump. Victor, welcome back. Uh, so for those of you just listening to my podcast, you may not know that I do live streaming every so often. I try to do it as much as possible. To be honest, in this last week, I've been quite, quite busy. I am in the process of moving, which is very exciting. So I've been packing, trying to get myself grounded and centered. And I had a bit of a, an injury a month and a bit ago when I was dancing and my leg has been super sore. I've been going to a physical, physical, (laughs) a physiotherapist and an acupuncturist. So she's kind of two in one. She does both. And that's, she's been helping me substantially with that. And I am truly feeling significantly better. And yesterday I went back and did my first dance class since the injury. So that was really fun and I don't feel sore or anything today. So that's exciting. Uh, but yeah, so it's, there's been a lot going on. So I haven't been able to live stream in a while, but I tend to try to live stream at least, at least once or twice a week. Oh my gosh. I see a few familiar faces in the house. What's happening, Raymond? He says, hello, my queen. Hi, Brian. Hi, Mike. Hi, how you been? I've been good, Mike. How you doing? And Pluto says, how often do you read a book? Pluto, how often do I read a book? That seems a little bit condescending, but I do try to read as much as possible. I did work at a bookstore for a while, so (laughs) uh, I am usually a reader. Recently, I haven't read too much, so I don't know if that's supposed to be an insult, but whatever. Hello, Sunshine says, hello, beautiful. Hello to you. All right, so this stream is going to be all about cognitive behavioral therapy. So just to start, I'm going to just sort of look up the definition so I can make sure that I articulate exactly what it is um, to everyone so that you guys don't hear it secondhand. You hear exactly what it means. Cognitive behavioral therapy. I wish I had somebody looking up this stuff for me on the side. Goals. Need an assistant. (laughs) Just joking. Obviously don't. Okay. So cognitive behavioral therapy It says your root out of perfectionism, self-sabotage, and other everyday habits. Oh, this is, this is a book. This is not a definition. Jesus, Mary, Joseph. We're going to go to Google. We're going to Google that. Johnny's in the house. Says, hello. Good to see you again. You too, Johnny. How you doing? I hope you guys are having a smashing Wednesday. Jeez, I can't even believe it's Wednesday so far. Life goes by so fast. (laughs) Okay, here we go. CBT. What is it? Okay. Um, cognitive behavioral therapy. That's really hard to say. Say that three times fast. Cognitive behavioral therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy. There we go. Is a uh, psychosocial intervention that aims to improve mental health. CBT focuses on challenging and and changing unhelpful cognitive distortions and behaviors, improving emotional regulation, and the development of personal coping strategies that target solving current problems. Okay. Hi, Brian. What's happening? So 
Now you have a general understanding of what it means and what it does. So you can you could probably understand that people that struggle with any kind of mood disorder, social anxiety, panic attacks, just regular anxiety, depression, the common thing with all of these different illnesses is distorted thought, right? So CBT is a more active way of finding out what thoughts you have in your brain that are distorted and it helps you come up with a solution to sort of even out your thoughts so that you can move forward effectively and, you know, and, 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 and create a more healthy thought for you so that you can, you know, let go of a lot of that anxiety. And so one of the main techniques that people in CBT therapy promote you to do is to work through a um, thought journal. So our thought, I'm going to just bring bring it up for everyone on live stream so you can see it. Sorry for everyone listening to this on the podcast, uh, but just look up a thought thought journal uh, thought well, or a thought record, actually. Thought record um, is probably a lot better. So a thought record, I'm going to describe it for everyone on the phone, but I'm going to turn the camera around for everyone on live stream so that you can see it. Uh, nope, nope, that's not what I want to do. There we go, switch camera. Okay, so a thought record looks like this. Okay, so you have a general idea. I'm going to bring up another one because that's not actually a great one right there. Okay, here we go. Okay, so I'm just going to go through it so um, that you can hear it on live stream and you can hear it on the podcast. So this is what a thought record looks like. So generally, when you are studying CBT or you are trying to you know, analyze what thoughts are sort of creating your anxiety, this is what you would use. So this is called a thought record. And you can see that there's many different columns. So the first column is situation slash trigger. And the second is feelings. The third is unhelpful thoughts slash images. The fourth is facts that support your unhelpful thought. The next one is feeling um, facts, sorry, facts that provide evidence against the unhelpful thought. And then the next column says alternative, more realistic and balanced perspective. And then the last one says outcome and then re-rate your emotion. So generally, this is what you do. Brian Merkley, Brian Merkley says listening to you beautiful and doing hard work. That's awesome. Brian, I'm th- thanks for hanging out, my man. Okay, so generally... You're going to um, start with a situation slash trigger first. So you're going to write down what your situation is right now. So let me think of an example that we can use. So I'm just going to, I'll turn the camera back on to myself. So in a, a situation that might be triggering you. Okay. So I'm going to actually, I'm going to give you a personal example because I got very triggered yesterday during my show. So yesterday during my show, I was feeling very out of sorts. I just ate lunch probably about a half an hour before I did my show. And I tend to sometimes stutter a lot. And when I'm not, when I don't ground myself, I'm, I jumble up my words. I stutter so much and it's, it just really bothers me because I really value and I really, yeah, I really value, uh, not, well, is value the correct word? Yeah, no, I really admire, there we go, people that are extremely articulate, that are great communicators. That's something that truly I would love to become at some point in my life. And it's something that I strive for at all times, which makes sense why I have a podcast. I really love effective communication. That is something I'm, I truly admire and I work towards. So when I 
get all jumbled up and my thoughts don't get out properly and I can't speak correctly and I stutter, which happens actually quite frequently, I get, I, I get really upset with myself. I get super triggered. And so yesterday that was kind of happening. And, you know, I've been doing Cricket Live, the game show, for almost two years now. So I'm very used to how it goes. It's not usually a big deal if you jumble up your words every so often because it's a very laid back show. However, uh, when somebody tweets you and says, wow, Melissa, you're really getting your thoughts jumbled up there. You need a break. That hurts. <laughs> and that's really hard to read. So I got severely triggered yesterday by that. I had a really hard time for about three hours after the show. I had to calm myself down. I was feeling really sad on the verge of tears. And you know, like everybody has their thing that they're sensitive about. And that's something that I'm very sensitive about. So anyways, um, so in the situation column, you would write down, I, I would in this situation write down, uh, I jumbled up my words and somebody, <laughs> somebody said that I need a break. Somebody said that I jumbled up, uh, jumbled up my words just like right now and <laughs> that I need a break. Okay. So that's the situation. The second column is you write down your feelings. So you're going to rate between zero to a hundred percent how you feel. And so I would write down embarrassed like 99%. Now that's, that's, that's being a bit dramatic, but that's kind of how I felt yesterday. I felt extremely embarrassed. I felt annoyed. I would probably rate that mm, maybe like 81%. You don't, it doesn't really matter how you rate it, but it's just to give yourself a general idea of how you're feeling so that when you re-rate yourself at the end of this thought dialogue, you'll be able to uh, see the difference. Raymond says that's crap. When people send that, I would like, uh, I would like to send. Oh, I'm, I, I think you uh, mess, messed up your message there. Right? I'm not sure what you were trying to say. Uh, that's okay, right? You know what? It happens, and people. You know, when you are hosting a live game show when there's thousands of people playing at once, there's so many different personalities and energies listening and watching, people loving you, people hating you, and it's it's bound to happen. I remember Avril Lavigne once said, jokes, I'm quoting Avril Lavigne, <laughs> the greatest Canadian artist of all time, obviously. Um, she, <laughs> she once said that if one out of 100 people or 10 out of 100 people like me and everyone else hated me, I'd be happy. And I really love that she said that because I think that's something great to strive for. And usually there is a 10% rule. Usually out of say 10% of your followers on Instagram, 10% of, of, of your followers will be the ones that actually like all of your posts. 10% of that will actually write a comment. 10% of that will actually, you know, send you a message afterwards or, you know, or go out of their way to, to always be involved in your stuff. So there's that that rule and I think that's a really good rule to to live by and realize that you're not going to please everybody and to really just try to stay grounded and grateful in you know the people that do like you sorry Ray says I'd like to see that person do a live show yes exactly Ray it's very hard and you know I also bring a lot of attention to my mistakes on the show like when I stumble on my words I constantly you know poke fun at myself and I think also when you do that, that gives other people a little bit of, you know, not, I guess, a little bit power to do the same to you. But, but I don't know, people just love to point out flaws of other people when they're unhappy. Like, unfortunately, a lot of humans work that way. They think that way. So um, you 
I, you know, see it a lot because I also poke fun at myself, right? So if I didn't point it out, honestly, I don't think a lot of people would notice or even care or would bother to tweet me a message like that. You know what I mean? So Raymond says, on a funny note, at least you get more positive feedback than Trump does. <laughs> that is very true. That is a very good point. I'm sorry. I missed one message. Mr. Lee says, my sister said she loves you so much. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Love her. Sending her love. That's so nice. All right. So getting back to it, I'm just going to flip the camera around again for everybody on live stream so you can see what the next column says. So that's your situation. And then you, that's the feelings that you had. So you could, you can add as many feelings as you like, but, uh, you know, I personally go with one, two, one to three of feelings that I'm feeling. So I'm, I, yesterday I felt embarrassed. I felt annoyed and I felt unintelligent. I think that's a big one that I feel a lot where I'm very, you know, hard on myself and I feel quite unintelligent and, uh, it's um it's very frustrating. So maybe I should say frustrated. Frustrated is a better emotion that I'm that I was feeling. Yeah, I was feeling I guess unintelligent is not an emotion. It's a it's a thought. But anyways, I felt uh, frustrated. <laughs> so yes, I would have I would have rated about probably 90% frustrated. Okay, so once you've done that column, then you're going to move on to unhelpful thoughts. So what are the thoughts that you're having around this situation? So I my thought was, I feel unintelligent. I feel dumb. I feel like these are all, you know, very low thoughts to have. But when you have something that you're sensitive about, you know, when you're triggered by something, generally your thoughts around it tend to be quite low on yourself, right? Um, so that's why, you know, CBT is such a great tool to bring a little self-love to your life because it can get you more grounded and get you more to a place where you're really giving yourself lots of love. So that's, those are the kind of thoughts you would write down in that column. And then you move on to the next one. So say I wrote down an, in that column, I feel, I feel dumb. Okay. So let's just, let's use that as an example. Cause generally the underlining, you know, insecurity or, or thought that I'm having when I'm embarrassed by situations like that is that I, I don't feel that intelligent. So let's, let's run with that. Okay. Then the next column you'd, you would write down facts that would, uh, that support this thought. So if you were to go to a court of law, what facts would stand up in the court of law that would prove that I am dumb. Okay. <laughs> and usually at this point, especially if you struggle with anxiety or distorted thought patterns, like I do myself, usually you don't have any proof that that would hold up in a court of law to prove your thought, because usually your thought is distorted, right? So mine would not hold up because I, I really don't have any proof that I'm dumb. Like I can't, if I went, I went to the court and I said, well, I stuttered on my words, but well, that doesn't make me dumb. That just means that I have, you know, that I'm normal. And every so often I stutter, like that's very common. I could say, uh, that, let me think that I, I don't think fast enough. Okay, sure. That could be an argument, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm dumb. It just means that I don't think very fast. So really my point of telling you this at this point, you usually cannot find any proof to hold up in a court of law. So that's where you start to think, oh, maybe my thought is a little bit distorted. Maybe I'm not actually that dumb. So then you move on to the next column that says facts that, that provide evidence 
against your thoughts. So let's, let's think of all the facts that, that, I, that would hold up in the court of law against the, the, my thought that I am dumb. So how about people tweet me all the time how intelligent I am? Or people say that I'm extremely wise or that I, you know, that I help them come to realizations about themselves. So, the, and those are things that people have said to me, right? So that, so it's, it's just so interesting that you'll, you'll hear things, but yet if your thoughts are a little bit distorted or if you're just really sensitive about something, you know, all, all of your past positive history can go out the window. So that's what, why I really like the thought record because you know, it gets you to write that down on paper so that you can see it and you can see, oh yeah, people, people don't find me unintelligent. Why, why am I so hard on myself? Why do I think that I'm dumb just because I stuttered on my show? Why, you know, what, what is that? So, the, and then at this point, this is when you're, you're, you start to feel a little bit more leveled out in terms of your thought. You, you, you tend to feel a little bit better. And so the next column says, let's write down an alternative uh, realistic balanced perspective. So in my case, I would write down, yes, I stuttered on my words. Yes. I, during that show, I wasn't thinking very fast. Could be because I just ate. <laughs> Could be because other people in the room were very anxious, which is actually true. People in the room were very anxious. There's a lot happening here at the studio at my work. Maybe I'm not I'm not dumb. <laughs> I'm just, I just had a bad day yesterday. And that's a more balanced thought. I'm, I'm, and then at that point you would write your, so that the last column says the outcome is, you know, let's, let's write out how you're feeling now. And now I would say I feel probably 40% embarrassed, maybe 30% frustrated. Not, not even, I would say I'm not really frustrated anymore. So it's cool. And that actually, I'm glad that I used that as an example because I hadn't written out my thoughts on a thought dialogue since yesterday and I probably should have done that. So, <laughs> you know, obviously sometimes in the moment you do forget, but it's cool to have tools like these that can help you when you are feeling very, very anxious in the future. Sorry, there's a lot of comments that I've missed that I'm so sorry. Let me read out a couple of them. Uh, Raymond says, uh, no, I read that one. Brian says, that's the reason most shows have blooper reels. Exactly, Brian. Such a good point, right? How many people mess up on television at all times? And you know, I should also give myself credit that it's live stream. It's, it's ongoing. Like I, there's no editing. Most people and actors that do TV shows, if they mess up, they can just do another take. Like it's, you know, it, I, I could never do another take. I have to roll with it. So yes, that's a great point. Thank you, Brian. Brian says, I liked it yesterday with, um, with the show. It shows you're human and make mistakes. Exactly. And you know, Often I think a lot of people do like me because I am quite relatable because I'm very normal. So, and that's what I've been told in the past. And even Johnny and Mark said that they, you know, hired me. Uh, a lot of the reason why they loved me is because they thought that the audience would be able to relate to me and that I was quite normal. So I thought um, that was pretty cool. McLovin, thank you for hanging out. Thank you for all those uh, diamonds, Brian. Uh, Raymond says, your mistakes I find cute and funny because of how you handle them. If you froze up or started to cry, then it would be an issue. Exactly. That's right. I mean, I would probably lose my job if that happened, though. <laughs> um, how's it going, Queen? Hi, Linda Raymond. It's going well. How are you doing? We're just podcasting right now. 
if that's a thing. I felt one billion. Oh, I don't know what that means. Um, sorry, one last message and then I'm going to get back to it. You're doing an awesome job. I know I would st- stumble worse. Thank you, Ray. I appreciate that. Well, the thing is, I think also I have been quite hard on myself in the past when I do stumble because not only have I, you know, because I, I said to you that communication is something that I truly, you know, want to be great at, but because I have been performing and acting my entire life. And I think I hold myself to a standard of, oh, you should be able to do that by now. But there's a difference between acting on camera and, and being yourself live for 40 minutes you know, twice a day there it's, it's completely different ball game. It's just not the same thing. And so when I think of, when I think of it like that, I can, you know, be a little bit easier on myself to know that a lot of people, a lot of actors actually couldn't do this. It's, I think it's truly way harder to be yourself, especially in this day and age where everyone feels like cautious and like they have to filter themselves because, you know, the world is quite sensitive at the moment. And it is really uh, nerve wracking to think that you might offend someone when you didn't intend to. Do you know what I mean? So anyways, it comes from, uh, you know, a lot of those thoughts. Uh, Linda, you're an actor too. I love it. A girl I feel. Yep. (laughs) So anyways, my loves, the thought record is really great. And so that's one of the things that I learned in CBT therapy. So for Anyone out there that is brand new to just hanging out with me, I am not a doctor whatsoever. I just kind of really wanted to explain the thought record and talk about CBT CBT therapy because it truly did help me. And yeah, it's very it's a very difficult subject, but I I just highly recommend that if you are someone struggling with anxiety or depression or panic attacks or just yeah anything, uh, if you're like bipolar or whatnot, I like highly recommend just seeking out going to someone for CBT therapy and trying it because um, you know it it worked for me. I was diagnosed with major dis- depressive disorder panic attack syndrome, social anxiety disorder, like you name it. And through doing this, I learned so much about myself and that, and that, that just truly helped me in the future when I came across, you know, situations that would usually trigger me. And I had this tool, like the thought record, which you can actually, you can find on Google. If you just Google thought record CBT, you, you'd find it right away and you could just print it out and do it yourself. Like I kind I already gave you the basis of how to use it. So now you know how to use it. You could do it on your own. CBT is one of those things that you can do by yourself. And, you know, going to therapy for it, they're really just teaching you the tools and things that you can do in order for you to eventually do it on your own. So I wanted to uh, recommend a resource for you, a book that is amazing. I generally you know, recommend this to everybody. This book is called Mind Over Mood. Let me just Google it so that I have the author's name for you because I want to make sure that you find it correctly. So it's called Mind Over Mood by, Google you are slow, by Dennis Greenberger. So for everyone on live stream, I'm just going to turn this around so that you can see it. This is what it looks like. Green, orange, and purple. So mind over mood. So yeah, uh, this book is the you know the book that she actually used in my therapy, and I think a lot of CBT specialists actually do refer to this book. They, there is a thought record inside this book that you can you know take out and then you can you know make photocopies of and use it in the future. Or like I said, straight from Google, you could just download it and you know print it off and then make photo photocopies for yourself. But 
yeah, this book is, is, is the go-to resource for CBT therapy for teaching yourself. So, uh, whenever I talk about it with someone that they say they have anxiety, I say, Hey, look, go check out this book. Cause this book is bloody awesome. And it is what my teacher slash therapist used during my session. So yeah. Um, but really that's the basis of it. Having someone to, you know, relay what your thoughts to, I think is very helpful because if, if this is brand new to you, you may not even be aware that some of your thoughts are distorted. Like you, you know, you, you are in your own mind and you may not know that, uh, you don't think normally really. And so I think at first when you're starting CBT, I think it's really good to have a therapist or someone to talk to that does this so that they can help you find out what your distortions are so that in the future you kind of know where you lean and then, you know, you know how to help yourself. But generally I think it might be harder for people to start off on their own because they may not be as aware of themselves in that sense. I mean, it's quite possible that you are, but I, I do think probably you know some people may struggle to see themselves in specific lights because of whatever reason. So ego may get in the way, you know. And I think I definitely would have been one of those people that I may have missed or may have not wanted to admit that I think a certain way. <laughs> and my therapist definitely checked myself and she, she, uh, she made me come to terms with certain thought patterns that I had. So highly recommend doing that. But yeah, check out the book, Mind Over Mood, because uh, it's everything that I just talked about. But the main thing about CBT is coming to terms with what your distortion is and then using the thought dialogue to really, you know, get your thoughts on paper so that you can see your thoughts. And usually that truly helps you get to a point of just having more level thinking and it truly just helps you see where you're distorted and how you can help yourself. It's so interesting how you can think something in your brain. And then if you say it out loud or you put it on paper, you can feel completely different about it. You may, you may see it on paper and think, Oh, I'm being a little dramatic. Did I just write down? I am dumb. Come on, Melissa. Don't be, don't be silly. You're clearly not dumb. You got straight A's all through high school. You know, I'm just saying, but (laughs) Actually, no, I didn't. I did in high school. <laughs> I did in elementary school, but high school, I struggled a lot for other reasons. But anyways, you know what I mean? Like the, it, once you see what, your thoughts that you're thinking on paper, you usually are able to, to think, all right, yep, I'm a little distorted. I am a little, I'm being a little dramatic. Maybe not all of us, but certainly I'm an actor and I'm very dramatic. So yeah. But yeah, so highly recommend doing that. I'm going to actually just quickly Google um, certain, I want to Google certain distortions, cognitive distortions, so that we can just quickly go over certain kind of distortions that you may have in terms of the way that you're thinking. Ah, yes, this is, there's like a little... I'm probably going to post this on justlovebymelissa.com. So that's my website. For those of you that are just discovering me on live stream right, right now, what's happening? Uh, so I have, this is the podcast that I'm on right now. It's called the Namaste Podcast. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, whatnot. And yeah, I'm going to actually post a link to uh, all of these pictures, the thought record I'm going to post on justlovebymelissa.com. And then I'll post these distortions as well. Just so you all have these tools at the end of the day, so you know you you can have something to refer to. 
And I like this picture that I just discovered because it's just a good uh, visual for all these distortions. So I'm just going to start off. So the first distortion is called selective abstraction. So uh, basically it means drawing conclusions on the basis of just one or of many elements of a situation. Right. So that's literally, that is what I did. I was selective in terms of the way that I thought. So be just because I stuttered, I came to the conclusion in my brain that I am dumb. It's a little, just, it's a little, it's a little selective, Brian, but you're dramatic in a good way. And that's why we love you. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I like to say that I am well, exactly what I'm, I'm blanking at the moment. I like to say that I am, um, uh, I'm purposeful dramatic. That's what I usually tell people because I, yeah, I, I am aware that I'm being dramatic and I do it usually for the laugh. So <laughs> All right. The next one is minimization. So downplaying the importance of a positive thought, emotion, or event. Okay. The next one would be personalization. This is my fault. Attributing personal uh, responsibility for events which aren't under a person's control. Right. So for example, um, whew, if you had to go to a really important um, meeting, but your car broke down. Okay. So it's like, that's out of your control. You could, you know, if your car breaks down, it's out of your control, but someone that you, that personalizes or uses this distortion called personalization, they would be someone that would say, it's all my fault. And I missed him, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, to a point it's, it's, you know, it's important to take responsibility for everything. Sure. But really that was kind of out of your hands. Like your car broke down, man. You know, it happens. So that would, that's kind of a, that's a minor example, but I just wanted to give a little bit of an example. Arbituary inference. These are interesting. I've never heard uh, these titles before. These sound like new titles, but anyways. Um, drawing conclusions when there is little or no evidence. Yes, like, like me. <laughs> just because I stuttered, I'm drawing the conclusion that everyone thinks I'm dumb and that I'm unintelligent. There's literally no evidence that people think that just because I stuttered. Uh, Magnification is another one. So making a mountain out of a molehill, blowing things out of proportion, like getting extremely upset because I stuttered and jumbled on my words. It just didn't, it didn't need to happen, Melissa. Like that, I definitely made a mountain out of a molehill. Wow, (laughs) molehill. Anyways, overgeneralization. So making sweeping conclusions based on a single event. So that's kind of, that's another thing that I do as well. Let's see what else is there. Okay. We have mental filter, only paying attention to certain types of evidence, noticing our failures, but not seeing our successes. Ah, yes. So yes, that's, that's exactly what that I was doing. I'm sorry. I'm missing a bunch of your comments. Brian says, but you're good. Yeah. Good, good way. Dramatic. Thank you. That's so nice. All right. Uh, what else do we have? Emotional reasoning. Assuming, assuming that because we are, f- we feel a certain way that we think what, that what we think must be true. Sorry. It's really hard for me to read this. I'm bending over trying to read it and also be in frame for the camera as well. Sorry for everyone listening to this on the podcast. <laughs> Um, jumping to conclusions. There are two types of jumping to conclusions. Mind reading, which is imagining we know what others are thinking and fortune telling, predicting the future. That's something I do all the time. However, a lot of people on here know that I am quite intuitive. So there's a fine line. And I think in the past I used to 
really jump to conclusions based off of mind reading or fortune telling a lot. And I didn't realize that it was distorted by my emotions that my, even though I am quite intuitive during certain moments, I wasn't actually being intuitive. It was my emotions just getting the way and and making me feel like maybe it was my intuition, but it really wasn't. It was just my emotions. So um, at this point, I've kind of gotten a hold of my emotions in the sense that I don't really jump to conclusions as much anymore, but sometimes it gets in the way. Sometimes, you know, it, it still happens. I think anxiety is something you're always going to be working towards uh, improving getting rid of, um, yeah, emotional reasoning, assuming that because we feel a certain way that, that what we think must be true. I think I read that one labeling. Here we go. That's what I did yesterday. Assigning labels to ourselves or other people. I'm a loser. I'm completely useless. They're such an idiot. These are examples, right? I'm dumb. I labeled myself. Oh, what other ones are there? Disqualifying the positive, discounting the good things that have happened or that you have done for some reason or another. That doesn't count. That's the example. I don't know why that's an example, but yeah. (laughs) Disqualifying all the good positive things that people say to me about my intelligence all the time. How, why am I disqualifying it? Well, I'm just that that's just, you know, my distorted way of thinking when I'm really, uh, when I'm really upset and when I've been triggered. And then the last one is all or nothing thinking. So sometimes called black and white thinking, if I'm not perfect, I have failed either. I do it right or not at all. So this is very, very common black or white thinking for people that are quite anxious or deal with depression. And this is probably my number one way of thinking that if I am not this way, then I will, then I will not retain, that I won't obtain this. If I'm not super successful, I will not be happy. And this is something I constantly am working on and I constantly struggle with. And I think also a lot of people struggle with this because we live in a society where we're told that we have to continue to get better and which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it but we, you know, a lot of us do struggle with being grateful and grounded and happy where we are right now. And I think part of life is enjoying the journey and allowing things to happen and just going with it and realizing that the journey, like the journey is the best part, the destination. Often when you get to what you are striving for, it's, you know, you, you kind of get over it right away. Like, uh, I, I always use this as an example, but Uh, last year I really wanted a Louis Vuitton purse and I wanted it for so long. And I, you know, over my life I've, I, 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 you know, I dreamed of having one eventually. And, you know, when I got it, I was like, all right, whatever. And I didn't really care as much. So that just proves that it, that it, you know, it's the journey is, you know, part is the best part. Once you usually get to the end, it's, you know, it's not a big deal. So, um, anyways, I'm getting off track, (laughs) but yeah, it's uh, black or white thinking, you know, uh, if I'm not successful, then I won't be happy. Well, that's just, it's just not true. And in, in, I mean, I guess it is true if you decide that it's true, but you can be happy and not be extremely successful. And so working, yeah, just working on those thoughts and, and, and creating different, uh, affirmations for yourself might be quite helpful. Yeah. Just, just writing down this distorted thought, your specific black or white thought, and then coming up with an affirmation to say to yourself and just repeating it to yourself. I could, I think could be quite helpful. 
Yeah, man, this stuff is really hard to talk about and describe, but I've been wanting to chat about this for a while because I know that there's a couple people that have said to me on live stream that they're interested in just learning more about CBT. And like I said before, I am not a doctor. I am not a therapist, but this is a tool that has really helped me. And so I just sort of wanted to share, you know, uh, what I did and what I continue to do and work on. And, you know, the more you work on this, the easier it gets and you don't always need to use a thought dialogue. You can use it in your head, but you know, then there are some circumstances where you probably should have used it and uh, you'll remember for the future. Like yesterday, I should have used one right away. Uh, I did eventually get to a more positive way of thinking, but um, you know, this, this tool can help you get there a lot faster so yeah, it's uh, it's really great. I've wanted to share it with um, all you guys for a while. So I hope that you might have learned a little something. I hope you might use it in the future. And if you do, I would love to hear your thoughts. If you are someone that has that has already done CBT therapy, feel free to um, chat with me, send me a message. I'd love to hear how it has helped you or maybe how it hasn't. Maybe you didn't really understand it. I know I've had some friends in the past that uh, took a class on it or they went to a, you know, a, a support group that did it and they didn't necessarily still understand it when they finished. So I think it's very important to do it one-on-one. I think this is a very intimate, um, you need, you know, full focused attention when you're doing, doing it with someone. It could be really hard to be, do, to do it in a group of people. It's possible, not, you know, not that it's not possible, but I think that it's a little bit difficult to understand. And, um, you know, everyone thinks differently. Everyone has different distortions and things that they need to work on. And so it, it's probably a lot better to work one-on-one with someone so they can give their full attention to you. Wow. Wow. It is so funny because as I'm telling you about my insecurity for talking, I've literally stuttered and jumbled up my words like 50 billion times in the stream and I'm just going to go with it and I'm still going to post this because (laughs) um, I need to get over it myself and I need to get over this trigger and this, you know, this way of thinking because it just doesn't serve me anymore and it's not a big deal. And I know also I'm just really nervous and so that's, that tends to happen when I'm nervous. I tend to jumble up my words and I don't think like, not correctly, but I don't think in a more grounded way way. I'm certainly not grounded right now. I'm so nervous. This is so weird to do a live stream (laughs) podcast. This is my first, obviously. So anyways, yeah, maybe I might not even post it, but I probably will now. Probably will just because, and yeah. (laughs) Um, At ABD says, you act like a teacher. I do? Well, cool. I mean, I am an actor, so I feel like sometimes maybe I channel that a little, but I feel like a teacher wouldn't jumble up their words so much as I do and would be able to effectively communicate what they're trying to think a little bit better. But I'm getting there, guys. It is something I strive for. But anyways, it is 3.30. I have a show at 4 p.m., so I'm going to wrap this up. But uh, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Thank you so much for just always supporting me for everyone that watches my show, um, that watches me on live stream, that supports the podcast, everyone on Patreon. Manisha, welcome back. She says hello with a rainbow. I love it. And Khalid, welcome. So yeah, thank you guys for always hanging out and supporting me. You rock so much. Uh, I love to finish my podcast on this little note, my favorite little saying slash the podcast's motto is the grass is greenest where we are right now. I really love that because like I said earlier, we all live in a world where people 
not people, but we all like, let's just be real. Everyone is quite ungrateful a lot of the time. Uh, we live in a culture slash society that generally just strives in, to have everything. And it's hard to just be grounded and be happy where you are right now. So I love this phrase because it's just a really good reminder to just try to breathe and realize that where you are right now is the best place you can be, that there's so many people in the world that have far less than you, that are in, you know, a harder place than you, and to just, you know, sort of accept where you are and just be grateful for where you are. So I love you. The grass is greenest where we are right now. (laughs) Remember that, repeat that to yourself, spread some love, and go have a fabulous rest of your Wednesday. I love you guys so much. Sending you much love, light, and motivation to tackle those goals. Namaste. For more Namaste to support the podcast or to check out the free monthly meditations, go to patreon.com slash Melissa Milotti. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Melissa Milotti.